The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. We're so happy to have you on board today. If you're listening on a Wednesday, as you can do every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, you have now reached us live. Uh, We have a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about men at work. It's no longer your dad's workplace. Things have changed quite a bit. So how to navigate the uncharted waters of working with female bosses, female coworkers, and really we're going to be on board with my guest, and he's going to teach us all how to navigate these choppy waters today. Um, By the way, if you happen to have missed uh, the program from last week, we were talking, we actually had two programs. We had one program that was the history of alimony then and now with our South Carolina representative, my guest, Wyman Oxner. And during the second segment, we had on my guest, Steve Zaboda, who um, the the name of the show was called Stand Up for Your Son, and he is anti- circumcision. So we talked a lot about a lot a bit a lot about that topic. So um, if you miss the show, not a problem. You can also you can do so by just logging on to the TuneIn app. You just go to Google, uh, type in tune uh, tune in forward slash Linda Gross. You'll find not only this show, but you'll find my whole archive of shows. If you're new to the program, you're uh, welcome to do some binge listening. We would love that. All right. So on the TuneIn app, you can listen live or on demand. Um, also, one other thing I'd like you to do, if you haven't done so already, is to log on to my Facebook fan page, and the name of the fan page is the same as the show name, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and the reason why you want to do that is because you will find out who my guests are, what we're talking about, all the links, um, whatever we talk about on the show, if there's a left reference or a link or a product or a service, um, after the show, I put all that kind of data on the Facebook fan page, and most importantly, you'll find out who who the upcoming guests are and get that alert once a week on your uh, Facebook. All right, so without further ado, um, today we're talking about men at work. It's not your dad's workplace. We're on with my business attorney and sponsor, Michael Brown, and it is becoming increasingly difficult to work with women these days between the sexual harassment, the lawsuits, the being PC, what to say, what not to say, what the do's and don'ts of how to conduct yourself. Oh my gosh, it can be overwhelming. So um, let's cue one, Brett, and uh, we'll get right into it. Right, so that was from the 1980s song, Men at Work, and the tagline is, you better run, you better take cover. Michael, should men today take this advice from the song? 
Uh, to some extent, they should run and hide from uh, their old habits. Uh, but I don't think that uh, the minute uh, a woman comes walking down the hallway, you need to uh, duck into an office or a cubicle <laughs> and avoid any face-to-face contact. <laughs> I'm remind, reminded of those drills that we used to do in school, you know, like the bomb scares. You, like, hide under your desk. That's, that's what it yeah, reminded the, me of. The duck and, duck and cover. <laughs> what was it? Uh, duck something and roll. I forget what it is. Yeah. No? Duck cover and roll. Duck cover and roll. That's right. Cover your head. <laughs> duck down and, and roll that away. Was, <laughs> that was supposed to protect us from nuclear fallout. That's right. All right. So you're welcome to join in on our conversation today. Uh, you can do so in one of two ways. Um, call in. So write this number down, 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. And we have a brand new way that you can talk to us, and that is to download the free Skype app and call us that way. Um, it's uh, the Skype call is free. The app is free. So why not? You're going to log on to my user handle, which is Linda Gross 1490. Linda Gross 1490. And once you connect, um, you'll want to hit the group call, not an individual call to myself, but the group call. Um, and then just keep your um, microphone on mute until I specifically call your name or your handle. That that mute button is in the lower left-hand corner. And also remember that this is broadcast radio, so please watch your language, no swear words, and we're all good to go. All right, Michael, so let's talk about female bo- bosses. Um, you know, how is it like working with a female boss, interviewing with a f- uh, female boss? What are the do's and don'ts in this area? Well, it will depend uh, on each individual. I mean, I'd hate to categorize and say all women are exactly the same and all female bosses are exactly the same. It will vary. Uh, But in general, and I've had the opportunity to work uh, for uh, uh, two separate females, uh, one for 10 years, one for two years. One was a very positive experience. One was not so positive. Uh, and so, therefore, that comes down to the, the personality. Uh, there are some women who really seem to, for lack of a better word, have a chip on their shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, assume that they have to prove something, uh, believe that they've always worked harder than men, and that if men are going to come and work for them, uh, they feel some form of uh, power to I wouldn't say retaliate, but to ensure that uh, the men work just as hard as they feel they've had to. And uh, you, it's, it's very hard to assess this while you're interviewing, uh, so you won't know. Uh, but it is something to sort of uh, look out for. Uh, what I have found generally, and I've been a compliance officer and I've had HR departments report in to me before, uh, is that uh, during the interview process, you need to be uh, on your best behavior, so to speak. Uh, you don't want to uh, be casual. You don't want to be uh, funny. Uh, you don't know the person's sense of humor. You don't know where their areas of sensitivity are. Uh, and this is especially true with female bosses. Uh, they uh, look for little signals that you might have a problem working for them. So, yes, they will uh, engage you in conversation, and they will listen to how you refer to other women. Uh, I had one interviewer who uh, referred to them as gals. You know, how how is it working with the other gals in the office? And that came back to bite that person relatively quickly, in which it was uh, indicated in no uncertain terms that uh, you do not refer to women in the workplace as gals, uh, but it was okay to refer to men as guys. So uh, even though you may have no intent of being demeaning, 
or anything of that nature, uh, you do need to watch your language very carefully during the interviewing process because most female bosses are looking for any signs that you uh, distinguish between male and female coworkers and whether or not you assume that uh, women are not as qualified or equal. I had a gentleman from the South who constantly referred to women as darling. Um, and that was a real problem for him. We had to cancel, counsel him several times uh, to ensure that uh, he would stop using that phrase. Uh, did he intend to offend? No. Did he intend to demean? No. But it was perceived and received as being uh, a slight on their gender, and so he had to learn how to uh, change his behavior. Wow. All right, so we're going to, just after the break, we're going to talk about if it's possible to be in a sexist, neutral office environment, and we're going to talk a little bit about harassment. So right after the break, make sure you get the call-in number, get your Skype handle going, Linda Gross 1490, it's the same number as the show, and we'll see you back in a moment. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 949- 636-8128. That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown. 949-636-8128. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're joining the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You are on with my um, business attorney and sponsor, Michael Brown, and he's helping us navigate the choppy office waters today, what it's like to work with women, work with women coworkers, women bosses, and the general climate in offices today. It's not like it used to be. I know a lot of times men say things that come out of their mouth, and they don't mean to be offensive. They don't mean to be derogatory 
derogatory, but you have to be mindful that the woman might be perceiving it and receiving it that way. So uh, we were talking about the word gal, how that, that word is just not used anymore. So there are certain words and concepts to avoid. I guess the rule of thumb is when in doubt, just try to be as neutral as possible. Don't get yourself into hot water. I know it's a little bit of um, reverse sexism going on right now. Um, it seems like the win- women are getting even with men. And your comments and situations might not even have anything to do with her. She might be disgruntled because of you know her climb to the top or her coworker got a raise and she didn't get a wa- raise. And it might ha- not have anything to do with you but you as the male co-worker really have to be mindful of the climate today and it is a little bit on the hostile side just keep yourself as neutral as possible one of my uh one of my fans uh, wrote to me and he said i have learned my michael listen to this he goes i have learned my lesson i will never speak to females in the workplace is that a good stance to have um, I, I don't think that's going to be a very productive stance. Uh, I, you know, you can't avoid interaction. Uh, it's just not possible. There are just obviously um, almost 50%, if not greater in some industries, uh, women in uh, employment. Uh, it's more than likely that if you're in your 20s, maybe early 30s, that throughout your career, you will have to report to a woman, either as a direct report or indirect or have a project that you will need to uh, provide to them or they will be your client or customer. So uh, this concept of I'll just bury my head in the sand or hide under the covers uh, is not a practical uh, position to take. I see. So in this climate of uh, reverse sexism, you know, since the women have all but taken away their feminine ways, in other words, they're not making the coffee, they're not going to order the pizza, should you, how should a guy handle it when traditional uh, male niceties um, get asked of him? Meaning, you know, the FedEx guy just delivered a heavy box, would you lift that? Or the sparklets guy just delivered the heavy water bottle, would you put it on the, uh, the unit there. So since the women have taken away their niceties, what should the guy do? Should he, how should he handle that? Well, it's not right. It's not fair, but he should continue to adhere to the traditional male uh, social graces, which means uh, opening uh, doors, uh, lifting heavy boxes when requested. Uh, Obviously, if something becomes Uh, so prevalent to where uh, they're not having the FedEx person carry it upstairs anymore because they know Jack will go down and carry them all, Uh, that that would be more problematic. But if it's on an occasional basis, uh, I think it's appropriate. I think it shows you're a team player. I think it shows that you respect the requests and instructions by females. Uh, Females will generally uh, note that you are cooperative and uh, you don't necessarily distinguish between responding to their request as opposed to Mel's request. So I think overall it's a positive to continue on with those uh, natural male social graces. Right, right. And you know what? Maybe a little brainstorming is in order. Maybe there are ways that we can um, get rid of these stereotypic niceties. Um, you know, with regard to the heavy box, obviously she can't carry the heavy box from, from the f- front door to the inside offices where it needs to go. But maybe the answer is maybe the company just needs to buy a dolly. And then it would make it easy for her to do that. So things of that nature. Or if somebody doesn't want to make the coffee, well, maybe you get the kind of coffee maker that has a timer on it. And boom, at 8 a.m., it starts going by itself. So, you know, maybe there are alternatives. And there are. Um, you can, like you say, buy, have a dolly purchased or put a, a coffee maker that's on a timer. You can also, believe it or not, I've seen this done before, have a schedule where every employee who has access to that coffee takes a turn. One morning, they're responsible for doing the coffee. Exactly. So just try to even the hand and not, uh, you know, try to make it more fair. 
Right. And the thing is, but the important thing here is, is the occasional uh, request should not be confronted with, I think we need a schedule. Uh, you know, uh, I've done it twice now and nobody else has. Um, you really, it's, it's a judgment call, but if it becomes prevalent, you may want to speak to uh, a supervisor. But if it's not prevalent, uh, I would just say take the high road. Gotcha. All right, let's move into the area of harassments. It seems like there are more and more lawsuits happening in this area, or if it doesn't turn into a lawsuit, you know, HR is pink slipping you and everything else. So, what, you know, let's, how to handle, let's talk about how to handle a compliment. I mean, back in the day, um, you know, guys could say, use words like, you know, sexy, you look sexy in that dress. How should they handle a compliment, or should they avoid them altogether? Um, we don't want, and the law doesn't want, uh, a work environment that is sterile of any and all social interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that, you know, you are more productive, you're more effective if you're working with people that you feel comfortable with, you have a team mentality, you have, you know, at least a business colleague or working relationship. And so, therefore, you know, there are going to be times when you want to compliment someone. Nice job, good presentation. And there are also times where there may be more personal, uh, you know, compliments, Mm -hmm. such as you look very sharp today. You look very nice. uh, That color is very good on you. All those are, you know, generally uh, just fine. It's when you get into things that have... um, more of an attraction slash sexual connotation to it. If you were to say you really look beautiful today, that could, you know, it could be innocent and innocuous, but uh, that woman could very easily say, he thinks I'm beautiful. He's trying to hit on me. So we need to stay away from those words that can be implied to show some sort of amorous interest. Right. Right, and often a simple comment, compliment like, uh, you look nice in that dress, the way, uh, being a woman myself, the way I interpret that sometimes, depending on what the delivery is, is the real meaning is, you, I'd, like to see you, I'd like to see how nice you look without the dress. That's really what they're going after sometimes. So you, well, have, yes. you, have, you have to be careful with the, the connotation and the context and the tone of voice and how it's delivered. You know, it, this is like too much work for the guy. I would say just try to keep it as simple as possible. Instead of complimenting it that way, just compliment, you know, oh, that, that color looks nice on you. Just keep it as do- neutral as you can. Yes, and if you want, you can always... It's it's a habit that you acquire. You can always, you know, qualify it uh, by saying, you know, I, I don't want to say anything too personal, but, you know, that's a really nice dress you have on today. Uh, and therefore, you've diffused it at the very beginning by saying, you know, I don't want you to interpret this as, you know, a comma, and yet, but here's my compliment to you. And you can also put that at the end saying, you know, you look very nice today. You know, I hope, you know, I, I don't mean it in any other way other than professional or something of that nature. Um, but those type of little qualifiers uh, will help most males out of sticky situations should uh, anything ever be uh, raised to a boss or department head as being a problem. Yes, definitely. It reminds me of the old famous Seinfeld line, not that there's anything wrong with that. So, like, you can almost, like, give a compliment, but sort of, like, take it away a little bit by saying, not that I meant anything by it, you know, and just kind of leave it at that. It kind of, like, undoes any wrong <laughs> intention that she might interpret, um, you know, that this that this is going down a certain road that she doesn't want to go down. All right. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You can call us, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Ask us your business questions, your workplace questions. You're on with my uh, guest and sponsor, attorney Michael Brown. We'll see you right back after the break.
What's your life like right now? Do you ever wish it could change? I have news for you. It can. Blue Dragon University has easy-to-use digital blueprints that lead to instant results, improve your weight loss goals, intelligence, career, and relationships quickly. Our simple proven techniques at Blue Dragon University will cognitively help you perform better. Blue Dragon has the key. Check us out at BlueDragonENT.com. That's BlueDragonENT.com. Let's boost your life today. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Ready for a change? Check out Fitness Inc. magazine, Southern California's first magazine devoted to tattooed fitness models. From the beaches of La Jolla to the gyms of Los Angeles, we find you the hottest models in SoCal. We have a full line of athletic clothing, workout supplements, and the best fitness articles in the industry. Find us at fitnessinc.com. That's fitnessinc.com. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're on with the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest and also my sponsor, Attorney Michael Brown. And we're talking about men at work. It's not your dad's workplace anymore. So, Michael, let's talk about um, non-sexual harassment, which is also a form of harassment, meaning that maybe the guy is minding his own business, doing his job, and he gets undue bullying or discrimination or gets put down or things that make him look bad unnecessarily without merit. How is a guy supposed to handle that? Well, that's a very good question because that is becoming much more common uh, in the workplace as uh, women uh, become more comfortable uh, working with men. They now feel more comfortable choking with men. Uh, unfortunately, just as men have had to learn, sometimes that joking goes over the line and actually creates a what's known as a hostile work environment. And it can go beyond uh, sexual innuendo. It can include uh, anything related to any of the protected classes with reference to race, uh, sexual orientation, religion, uh, ethnicity, uh, and all those type of uh, various categories, national origin, etc. So if a man happens to feel that uh, he's not being treated fairly as, say, other women in the office, uh, it is something that he needs to raise. And this is a very sensitive issue, especially if it is with a female boss. Wow. Um, yes, it, uh, because they, it just as men sometimes don't perceive the sexual harassment or the uh, discrimination, sometimes female bosses do not see it. 
the way that a man does. And it's important to note, at least in California, that the standard in sexual harassment cases is based on what the reasonable person of that sex would believe. So you could get a hundred men up there and they could all look at it and say, well, that doesn't look like discrimination to me. But if it's a woman being discriminated, the question is, is whether or not a woman would consider that to be discriminatory, not whether a man. And likewise, for a man, if he is believing that he is being discriminated in, the question is, is not whether or not a woman believes he is being discriminated. It's whether the reasonable man would consider he was being discriminated against. Ah, that's a good point. I like that point. So what happens when the the person who's doing the discrimination is a female boss and then HR happens to be a female as well? So are you saying that they need to bring in uh, yet another party, a male party, to evaluate if, if he would take it that way? I would if I had to raise an issue. And believe it or not, I actually did have to raise this issue in one of my positions uh, many years ago. Uh, I would seek to speak to a male member of that department, whether it's HR or whether it's my supervisor's supervisor mm-hmm. or a colleague, um, someone who I believe could relate and uh, let me know whether or not I'm just being a hypersensitive male or whether or not they see it as we see it. Uh, just as a, a case in point, uh, I was working in a uh, department where there was a female boss and she would routinely uh, speak about advancing women's rights and she would constantly take just the women out to lunch in the department and it was raised to HR to one of the uh, women uh, individuals there and they said they didn't see anything wrong with that uh, which I found quite unusual as a compliance officer because it was so clear that she was uh, providing preferential treatment to one gender over another within the department so it would be my recommendation that if a man believes that he is uh, you know, being asked to work twice as hard, being asked to do more than the other females, being passed over for promotions because the company wants to have the right amount of uh, ratios or numbers uh, to look good to uh, the federal government or the state government with regards to affirmative action, then he should reach out to someone in uh, his department that is a male. And if, and if you can't do that, which sometimes you can, um, you need to go as high as you can. Right. Even if it's an outside source, like the company's attorney might be a male. Yes, that is correct. Um, generally, what I advise is you always go to your supervisor. If you're not comfortable with your supervisor, either because they're doing it or you don't think they will give the situation proper uh, weight, then you go to HR. And if you're not comfortable with HR, then you go to the legal department. And if for some reason you don't have a legal department or a compliance department, then you go right to the top. Gotcha. We were talking a moment about, uh, uh, ago about <clears throat> quotas. Is that still relevant? Is it, is it legal now, or did they do away with quotas, meaning that if you're overlooked for a raise or a promotion um, because of your gender? Using uh, gender as the sole basis for um, a promotion or hiring uh, or quotas to, to meet certain uh, affirmative action thresholds are no longer valid. And there was a great case in Michigan on this about law school admissions. And uh, they basically said it can be a factor, but it cannot be a determining uh, decision point that we're letting in X amount of women because we need our numbers up. That is not permitted. However, I can tell you that uh, when you are in a company where a department is run by a woman, uh, it is not unusual to see them hire or promote mostly women. Many women feel that it is their uh, duty to basically advance 
the female in the workplace. And while they may not intentionally intend to uh, discriminate, they are having a discriminatory effect by overlooking males in their effort to basically advance women. Yes. All right. That's good to know today because that wasn't that wasn't the case decades ago. So I don't know when that law changed, but uh, it's good to know. It was about four or five years ago, and ah. of course, all of this was uh, you know challenged very well in the Bakke decision uh, back in the late seventies, where a white male was applying for medical school at USC and uh, was declined. Uh, and less qualified females were permitted, and he sued and actually won. And the court basically said that, no, you cannot discriminate against men uh, due to past discriminatory practices in any industry. Right. Right. But they didn't address the issue of whether or not quotas were or were not illegal. That's only been recently uh, addressed, like I said, about four or five years ago. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about um, if you are a silent male witness to a particular type of harassment. Let's say guy number one, uh, there is going to be a harassment issue uh, filed against him or pink slip or disciplinary action by HR. And let's say you were there at the time but did nothing. Um, you, were, you and I were talking offline about this guilty by association. Tell us the role that the second male has in that kind of situation. Well, nowadays, most companies, if you read their code of ethics or their employee handbooks, puts an affirmative duty or responsibility on each and every employee to report and to stop Uh, violations of policy, including sexual harassment or sexual discrimination. So if you happen to be in a meeting with another male and a female, and the male employee starts to comment uh, on the suggestiveness of the uh, female employee's dress or her looks or how he'd like to take her out, or that, you know, isn't this nice that she tried so hard on this report, Uh, anything of that nature, and you sit there and say nothing, and the female employee reports it, you will find yourself in just as much hot water as the person who engaged in it. Because as an employee of the company, especially if you're in management, you have an affirmative obligation to cease and desist that behavior on by other employees. So it's almost like um, they're requiring you to be an active participant. It's it's very similar to uh, France's Good Samaritan law that if someone gets injured in an accident, you can't just keep driving. You have to pull over and call 911 or offer some sort of assistance rather than disregarding the person altogether. No, you're absolutely correct. It is very similar to that. Um, In situations like that, Uh, I always try and advise uh, individuals to sort of deflect the comment, such as if uh, it's inappropriate, just say, you know, oh, come on, Charlie, you shouldn't really be saying that. Um, You know, I know you're trying to be funny, uh, but, you know, that really could be taken the wrong way. Um, And, you know, you don't want to have, you know, Kathy here upset. So let's move on to why we're here in this meeting. Things of that nature. Uh, If for some reason it's your boss or something of that nature, after the meeting, I would approach the the female co-worker and ask her, hey, you know, I know he was joking around and such, but were you offended by any of that? And, you know, did you want me to go with you to HR? Uh, That can help you as well protect yourself. But right now, uh, to sit in a boardroom or in a cafeteria, or on the assembly line, and allow another co-worker to uh, be harassing or discriminatory to someone else is no longer acceptable and exposes you uh, for um, disciplinary action, including termination. Gotcha. 
all good points. All right, if you've just joined in, we're talking to uh, attorney and sponsor Michael Brown, business attorney Michael Brown. We're talking about men at work. Um, it's no longer your dad's workplace. If you'd like to chime in, we have a few minutes left of the show. 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. Right after the break, we're going to talk about company resources. Should you use them? All right. We'll see you back in a moment. guys want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less linda gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men tackle relationship issues business goals conflict resolution and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back realize the benefits now go to the men's advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way that's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Law Offices of Michael W. Brown gives the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the Law Offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Awesome. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I just wanted to remind you that you can help um, sponsor our page as well. If you just go to the Men's Advocate Facebook, Men's Advocate Show Facebook fan page up at the top right corner, there's a little button there called Shop Now. If you start with that button, every time you do your Amazon, your regular or holiday shopping, a little bit of the proceed will benefit my site. So that's one way that you can help uh, during this holiday season. I also want to let you know that next week we are going to ring it in big. We're going to ring in the new year with comedy. Um, you know him well from a couple of months ago, uh, comedian Mike Muratori and his sidekick Matt Walker are, are going to be joining us on next week's show. That's December 30th, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that'll be the comedy show. So uh, between now and then, I am collecting your feedback on your crazy, your awesome, awful, disgusting jolly, extreme, stupid, outrageous, memorable, happy ending, and boy, do I need a do-over type of story. New Year's, we're collecting your New Year's Eve story. So that'll be coming up next week. All right, let's get back into the topic today. It's not your dad's workplace anymore. Uh, let's talk about company resources. Should you really be using the company's resources? For example, um, should you be using their internet connection? Should you be hopping onto their Wi-Fi system? Guess what? They're watching you. They probably have programs in place with keywords, and they are watching you. Mike, Michael, what do you think about uh, using the internet resources uh, for the employee? Uh, it is a very um, tenuous 
situation to try and use any company resource for personal use, uh, whether it be social media, logging onto Facebook, uh, using your own private cell phone, but you going through the company's Wi-Fi system. Um, all those things can come back to haunt you. you. Just like no email is ever destroyed or deleted, uh, so too where you go and what you look at uh, via the internet is also permanently recorded. So you need to be very certain that you have a legitimate reason for going anywhere that you are going. Uh, there are many individuals who have been terminated for stating the wrong thing on their own Facebook page, even though it's their own private one. If they have identified any private or proprietary information of the company, if they have slandered or said anything offensive about another colleague or employee or their female boss, uh, all those things are perfectly acceptable grounds to terminate someone. So even though you you go home and you log on in your own personal computer, what you say about what happens at the company, who's at the company, it all stays with you. So not a good idea. <laughs> Don't think you're going to get away with something because you're really not. Um, also, do we really have to mention dating at work? Um, I have I have this uh, expression, you know, the old expression, um, familiarity breeds contempt. Well, I have a new expression. This is the Linda version. In my mind, familiarity breeds sex. So, yes, you have a coworker. You've been working on that project for three or four months. You're completing each other's sentences. You're really close to this person. I get it. I get that you are attracted to this person, but... Don't fish off the company pier. How can guys get themselves into trouble with, with doing such things? I mean, yes, it's a little harder to go find a girl outside the office, but don't do it in the office. It's your livelihood, and you're, you might put that in jeopardy. You might get fired over it because while you're dating, the other girls in the office are jealous of you, and they think that you have uh, undue and unfair gain, and when you break up with the girl, it's also tense because you might still have to work on projects together, you still might have to work together, so it's just all the way, it's a bad idea. What do you think, Michael, about dating at the office? I agree 100%. If you are able to find someone outside your company, do it. Um, but in all honesty, as we work longer and longer hours, um, our workplace actually tends to become our only uh, place to meet people uh, other than, you know, via the Internet, uh, that you can really get to know someone in a non-threatening manner. So despite your and my advice not to do it, it will continue. Uh, only because the the situation uh, of longer hours, more intense working pressure drives people together. Uh, what I can say is most companies have very straightforward dating policies. I've seen them where they flat out prohibit it. I've seen them where they permit it if you're in different departments with no reporting uh, direct or indirect reporting to one or the other. I've also seen them where they require employees to sign uh, dating agreements and uh, in, in such where things are uh, acknowledged as being voluntary. But all I can tell you is it never fails that if a relationship goes south, uh, the other person will cry foul if they feel they've been uh, the offended party. Whether they're the boss or whether they're your coworker or whether they work for you, they will make your career very difficult to maintain very difficult to grow, and uh, a very unpleasant place to work. Wow, the dating agreement. That's almost like a prenup for work. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but it sort of reads like one. <laughs> and you're supposed, to, you're supposed to have those signed before your first date. Wow. All right. Let's get this done. All right. And how about the use of social media? 
I mean, the use of talking, bad-mouthing about a fellow employee or even a former employee, former coworker, what have you, on social media. I mean, what do you make about that? You think, oh, well, you know, the guy's no longer working there. I can say whatever I want. But is that such a good idea either? Uh, no, it's, it's not a good idea. It's never a good idea to ever be disparaging to anyone in any type of permanent form, such as electronic, print, or otherwise, uh, that's what people remember about you, is that you talked, quote-unquote, trash about someone else. Uh, but you have to worry also that many employers, prospective employers, search the Internet. They do their own uh, investigation, and they want to see, you know, what kind of person are you? And this, so they'll go to your Facebook or your LinkedIn, and they'll, they'll see your comments, and is this someone who seems to get along with their worker, co-workers? Is this someone who seems to have a positive attitude about where they're working or who they're working with? Um, are they saying things like, hey, I saw the new person in shipping and she is hot, hot, hot. Well, you know, if you're a prospective employer, would you hire someone like that? Or would you read that as this person may be a potential sexual harassment claim? Right. So, uh, yes, people need to be very cautious anytime they're engaging in any type of public activity, which includes engaging in social media. That is public. Yes, and, you know, unfortunately, social media leaves all kinds of trails, <laughs> you know, between Twitter and Facebook and email and whatever else. There, There's a trail, and they, it all leads right back to you. So just like Dragnet used to say, mm -hmm. um, you know, what can this how does it go what it will and can be used against you you know that's right if it can be used against you it will sorry about that and um, don't ever believe anyone <laughs> who says they deleted it from their end because it's nine times out of ten not true they're keeping it yes and if that if it's not true for for the for the other employee guess what they're very there are a lot of sharp IT guys out there or gals out there and they can find it <laughs> mm -hmm. there, there there are even recovery programs so they can find it so don't think that it's deleted when it's really not so it's better to just avoid it and then watch your settings too I know a lot of social media programs like Facebook is a is a good example is you can restrict you can restrict people from actually, um, you know, uh, logging on to see some of your personal information. Like, for example, if you don't want the public to see all of your photos, you can make, uh, you know, hit the restriction settings on certain photos or whatever it is that you're trying to post. You can, you can try and you may be successful and that would be wonderful, but it just takes one situation to uh, come to the notice of your employer or prospective employer to basically taint them against you. So the question you have to ask yourself, is it worth the risk? Right. Awesome. Okay, let's move on to the allegation game. Uh, what happens when it comes down to your word against hers? How should the male employee handle this? You know, this is a very difficult uh, scenario because because it's it's still women are sugar and spice and everything nice and men aren't. There is an inherent bias against men that men would be more likely to lie than women. So the best thing I can say is try not to be alone with women at the office. If you can always get a witness, get it. Uh, if you can't and it comes down to he said, she said, just be calm, rational, and explain. Uh, the minute you start getting heated or upset is the minute that you lose credibility. Awesome. So there's strength in numbers, in other words. All right. So we're going to wind down our show. We appreciate your being here today. Um, please watch out for our next show. Uh, that's going to come on December 30th. We're going to have Comedy Hour with Mike Muratori and Matt Walker. You, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We'll see you next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Talk to you soon.